back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You're listening to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. We just heard from Bradley Locker inside NU. Gave us a little bit of a rundown on Northwestern. We'll get into that here in a second. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Heyman text line. As always, we want to hear from you. Strick is out traveling. He's in Europe. He's seeing the sights of the great country. He will be headed over to Ireland here soon. But in the meantime, we've got the Husker Hall of Famer. Nonetheless, we we got Husker Hall of Famers on deck around here. Jay Foreman. Eight-year NFL vet. I always say nine-year NBA vet. Eight-year? It was nine. Nine? Yeah. Oh, so you guys are the same. Yeah. That makes my job easy. Then I won't mess it up. Uh, again, 402-464-5685, Honda, Lincoln Hotline, starting name and text line. We want to hear from you. Um, uh, okay, well, all right. I all was right, going to ask Jay, right, but uh, we're Thank already you. Thank you, ben, the Honda, Lincoln me. Hotline. We, we uh, uh saving you. All right. Uh, ben, on the Honda, Lincoln Hotline, what's on your line? What's on your mind, man? Hey, I got a uh, that uh, Northwestern beat writer you just had on. You know, it kind of hyped me up a little bit that he was thinking Nebraska would kind of win no problem. But, like, I got to ask, is, he, is this dude legit or is he one of these, like, no hype having clowns like Tom Chattel or Dirk Chatlin? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. Ben, ben came with some energy. He did hey, hey ben, ben, you needed to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning so Nate can interview you because the dude that <laughs> Nate interviewed this morning – for kicks for kids had zero energy. I like your energy. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me know next time. I'll be up there. I'll bring but, you energy. But uh, you know, I don't know who the guy was or how close he's there. He was more of like of a doom and gloom. But I always try to look at a few things, Ben, and um, and I just from what Northwestern has always done to win football games, and that's just what they do. So that's why they, you know, when things are right with them, they're always going to be legit. Say right. seven to, you know, eight, nine, ten win team or whatever is they got a really, really special left tackle, right? So, essentially, you got two people over there. And then when he said that the right tackle came back or is coming back and the other one is coming back I from believe injury. the left guard, he said, was Yeah, and then they year. moved around to have a center. That just makes me assume, Ben, that their offensive line has, has come out of the camp healthy. They're going to be better. Then you got to think with their offensive line not being legit, they actually had a 1,000-yard runner. And they, that runner also had 33 catches. Mm. So what that tells me from a defensive standpoint, Ben, is that with Helensky, which everybody assumes he's going to be the starter, is that they found a way to work with his skill set and produce stuff on, de- on on offense that can keep you on your toes on defense, which they can do is line up and ideally Northwestern saying line up and, and run the ball legit, right, with two running backs. And it could be, you know, different styles or different ways. And then – you have a running back that can take place of a tight end that didn't really perform well or tight end run that didn't perform well last year. And then if they can make some hay with the receivers on the outside, they can get get an offense that's somewhat, you know, uh, legit. Now, I will say this. from a, if, I'm, if I'm coaching the defense or if I'm talking to the defense, right, so there's two things I want to w- watch out for is I want to take away Helensky's first read. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And then I want to make sure that we keep Helensky under – like 12 to 18 yards rushing and take the sack yards away because he could have a 40-yard run and get three sacks, right? 
here, I want to keep him under 12 yards rushing. And you want to know why, Nate? Because what that's going to do is that lets me know our rush lanes are good. And therefore, he's not getting a cheap first down when we have momentum mm -hmm. of the game. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, they get another first down. Happened, and then we yeah. give up an explosive play because now we're, instead of being off the field in like five plays, we're right. on 12 plays. So those are two things. Um, and so then on the flip side, um, when you have – they, I know their defense was obviously not very good last year. But the thing is that they had a new system, a new coordinator, what it, which that told me without him telling me is that – the system that the new guy was putting in, there wasn't continuity from the old one. Mm -hmm. And so you had a lot of guys out there guessing, playing playing it like they used to play. So I think Coach Fitzgerald probably stepped in there along with them, tightened them up. And we've seen this happen before in college in the Big Ten. When Gary Anderson was up in Wisconsin and they were struggling offensively, Barry Alvarez said, you can run that spread stuff. But we're here to run the ball. Right. Now, Vantage, Gary Anderson ended up leaving. But ultimately, you can make some adjustments on the fly. So I'm assuming that's what they spent a lot of their, their offseason on, how to be more productive on offense and how to stop giving up the explosive plays on defense. Because it's not like Northwestern is, is always – had when they've had good defenses or, you know, whatever, you know, good to great defenses or whatever they've had – it's not like they were stockpiled with four- and five-star recruits. They played sound football, were extremely physical, very mm -hmm. fundamental. Mm -hmm. And then when he talked about the inability to tackle in the open field, that lets me know guys didn't, didn't know where they were at and they were probably thinking versus just going out there and being proactive and they were more reactive and they were kind of guessing even as they were mm -hmm. going to the ball. Am I the alley player? Am I the field player? Am I the overlap player? Once you know it and, and it's like second nature, you're just out there playing. Because I know I, I, me and you are out there. I know, okay, you're going to take on the guard inside and I'm overlapping and i got to make the play. Or on this defense, you're going to push the guard back to me, X, Y, and Z. So I think that, um, you know, Northwestern, you know, if they keep it close early, it'll be more of a legit game. But if Nebraska can get up early, not to the tune of like last year, but if they can get stops on defense, scores on offense, and you can start out 3 nothing, 6 nothing, boom, touchdown 13 nothing, 13-3, Get maybe get a score before half. Now we're in, you know, sixteen to three, twenty to three. Now you're sitting. There, you're, now you're sitting there like, okay, we score one more time. The floodgates are going to be open. But if we go into halftime and it's ten to three, and that's know, what he to said six, too. To that six. was a yeah, big part. I mean, He's like, when no Northwestern gets down early, they're done. Right. But the the biggest interpretation, the reason that I think, and I wouldn't really say he's a downer. I think he's just kind of looking at last year's team, Northwestern. They weren't very good. Right. And if you look at Northwest, I mean, they returned seven starters on offense. Right. So th th something has to change there yeah, for you to believe to that for, they're going to be better. Right. Well, and it, it sounds it, like it, not much changed. Right, yeah. And that's the concerning part. But I'm also – I would probably supersede Bradley and believe Coach Fitzgerald is thinking the same thing we're thinking. We're bringing back seven starters. We're bringing back a legitimate defensive end. Had five sacks, right? You got to think – he had five sacks, and they ain't never have a lead hardly a whole season. Mm -hmm. You got a decent linebacker. Okay, you had a good transfer come in from Pitt. You got three guys coming back in from a secondary that you figure that you can kind of rehab and get them. So I'm I'm assuming that they approached their offseason like what we're talking about. Now, if they just said, hey, look, we're just going to just go, like, you know, along, and this is just going to keep working, then you're going to see some major changes on the coaching staff, not with Fitzgerald, but for offense and defensive coordinator. So I always assume – because of 
Pat Fitzgerald's past, right, success, after they've had a down year, they've went back to the drawing boards mm-hmm. and figured it out, right? Right. That they're going to do that. And I figure that, you know, that when Northwestern, you know, if they can get a running game going, it makes every quarterback that much better. I mean, you know, and so um, and then defensively, if you're not giving up big plays and, you're eight, and you make some plays and they know the defense better, you know, the missed tackles in the open field, the explosive plays won't be there as much. So that's really, you know, a lot of those the, their problems is on them. It's fixable because it, it's fixable because you know them. The, it, the hard thing is going about it day by day and fixing it and then finding ways for everybody to fix it. Now, that sounds like a lot like a team that we know and love as well. Right. A lot of the issues that are that we have that would and that gives someone like me a ton of confidence because the hardest thing in sports is if you don't have an answer. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like you have you, like you like you don't have a way of figuring out or a way of kind of you know finding a way to to be legit. Both of these teams do. Now I think Nebraska's road is a little bit easier just because of the talent on our roster, right? Northwestern can get it done, but it has to. It'd be a little bit harder, you know, road to toe. But again, the first game of the season is always the hardest. Well, for what it's worth, though, um, he said Northwestern's not very good, and most people agree they're picked uh, to finish second to last in the Big Ten West behind sure. Illinois. Is who they're picking to come in last. But I, but, but I always say this: I don't either. see. Here's what, here's, and I'll speak a little bit about Illinois. Okay, they have a legit all all conference. Running back Brown, they have a legit linebacker that's all conference or you know one of them all, that can make plays, and Brown's brother. I think they're twins, right? So and they're veteran, okay. And they're going to play defense, right? And you know Brett is, is, is going to be able to run the ball. So when teams are you know when you go in there preseason, you're doing it. You know, I'm always careful to be like – I always tell people like this. Look, these coaches I, – I, I, I truly believe the SEC and the Big Ten are neck and neck. And I think – I agree. Talent, top to bottom, I go with the Big Ten. I agree. Because I'm willing to bet even though I think Northwestern would beat the brakes off of Vanderbilt. I think I Illinois would, do, would too. I think they would definitely take Missouri to the woodshed more times than not out of ten, so forth and so on. So I think top to bottom – the Big Ten is better. I think coaching top to bottom, Big Ten is better. Mike Loxley won seven games, and, and everybody's looking at him like he's a scrub. Seven games at Maryland. They went to a bowl game. Greg Schiano, I mean, granted, they got in the bowl game, but for them to have, like, a week of the preparation, you know, for their bowl game, you know, they got in there and they performed well. Mm-hmm. And Rutgers was not an easy out last year. They're well coached. Just talent wasn't there. They are. Okay, and so, I think that's going to be a trap game for Nebraska, right, but, personally. And, but that's kind of like how I view Northwestern. They're they're going to be well coached. But listen, I'm, by no means am I saying Nebraska going to lose the game. Okay. <laughs> I would sure okay. as hell okay. hope uh, not. No, I'm, no, if Nebraska loses this game, I know I ain't going to sleep. I'm sure everybody – And he just told us, like, it, it points to all indications that most fans and most people that cover the team know they're not going to be very good. Sure. But, uh, but same thing with Illinois last year. You you couldn't convince me. I didn't care. I didn't care who they were hiding their deep. You couldn't convince me that they were going to beat Nebraska last year. But if you get there, and they they're playing and they're they're schemed up for everything and they're right. playing with good. And it's the first game of the year. All, you know they don't have any bad habits or bad memories because the only thing they've doing has been trying to create new memories. They've erased the memory of last year, and they're trying to and do they're things. Well coached too. And, and look, you're and this is a, the great thing for you Husker fans to be out there and. 
I wouldn't say to help you sleep better and stuff, but you should obviously be watching that game with 100% confidence and extreme expectations that Nebraska wins and plays well. But Northwestern should be the same within reason because everything is fixable. I'm telling you, the hardest the hardest thing for me when I played pros, right? It wasn't going on in a playoff game, you know. I mean, because you look, you're there, and anybody can. You know, we're the playoff team, right? The hardest thing was playing when I was down in Houston. We had a top ten defense, right? We had Pro Bowlers. We had first alternate and Pro Bowlers. Mm-hmm. But I knew when growing up, we. I mean, going, pulling up, we ain't scoring more than seventeen points. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Right. We didn't have an answer. Now, I got a little bit better when Andre Johnson walked through there, and I, I remember tapping Gary Walker. I said, that dude's a, that's a Hall of Famer right there, man. We, that, that, when, when you just kind of get the feel of it, right? But we didn't have an answer before that. We didn't have it. We couldn't do We couldn't run the ball. We couldn't pass the ball. We couldn't even scheme up anybody because we, we, you know, we couldn't walk and chew gum, and we had nobody else to do it. Whereas Northwestern has things that they can manufacture as answers right. for them to be – a more competitive and legit team because Northwestern can be that type of team. Again, like he said, if they keep it close, then that's when and that's their bread and butter. Right. That's but what Northwestern does. They, 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 they swim easier in, 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 in murky and rapid, rapid, the rapids. They don't like it when it's calm because that's when they no. get in boat race. But if you get it out there, you know, like in a triathlon and they got to swim and it's a little, it's choppy out there. That's where Northwestern does well. So, Nebraska has to get out there and try to start fast and not force it though. Mm-hmm. That's where you. That's where you. He can mentioned run. it too. Turnovers, like turn. Well, if you're like, forcing it and say like you go through, and we saw this last year against Illinois, right? There's a close game. Cam Taylor Brissa, I got to make something happen. There's a football becomes extremely long game once the fourth quarter starts. Yeah, you, you, I'm telling you. I mean, we saw it last year with Iowa. I mean, they start the first play oh of the fourth quarter. Hold on, the first play of the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. block. You know, block, kick, touchdown. Touchdown. There's eight spirals. But it's eight seconds left. Mm -hmm. That clock seemed like was – it was like the last day of school. You keep looking. Oh, it's only 10 o'clock. Look again. It's 10-15. It it seemed like that last 14 minutes took four hours. Mm -hmm. So, if Nebraska can – and I expect them fully to do it, start out fast, do their thing, um, I'm – Really, kind of more excited and hopeful that we can see conventional run game. That's why I'm not, too, you know, obviously I I like I want the score to be ten plus. No, I'm not into the cover and all that other stuff, but I want to see them control the cover. I want to see them control the game from a from a conventional run running standpoint. You get what I'm saying? Like and from actually, the first series, right? Like from the yeah. first series. Um, Mississippi Mud Dog says personnel might not have changed, but that doesn't mean they will be as bad as last year. Development does happen. Nate, I'm with you guys. Like I, I 100%. If there's a coach in the Big Ten that I trust that's going to develop his players, Pat Fitzgerald's at the top of that list. But at the end of the day, you can develop all you want. Northwestern was a bad football team last year, like a very bad football team. So even if you, yeah. Turn a bad team into a decent team. I still don't think that can justify Northwestern beating Nebraska. And Bradley said it too. Like there are not expectations that Northwestern is going to turn around and be a great football team. Travis and Lincoln says, "Can we justify the Big Ten is better than the SEC?" Comment when the SEC beats the Big Ten head to head in bowl games every year. Uh bowl games. And, yeah, they don't mean as much. Anymore. Yeah, I, I I don't know if we can really. I'm just looking off the eye test there, uh, Travis. 
And this is the thing, too. Like, if you, like Jay said, if you go top to bottom, if you found the bottom team in the Big Ten, I would assume that they would beat Vanderbilt. And I don't know, what's the middle of the pack team in the Big Ten that would play against? So, middle of the pack team last year was Missouri. Face them against Purdue. Purdue boat races. Right. I mean, Purdue wins right, by three yeah. touchdowns. So, I, I, I think that's just kind of what that's we're just getting where And I'm going off of watching um, the bowl game. You know, the, the bowl games I look at it, – differently when you're in the college football playoffs it, it it's legit right and that's probably what he's looking at like okay georgia beat the they they they, they started fast against michigan mm-hmm. they pretty much pimped michigan into being one handed and from a physical standpoint michigan michigan let me know one thing with that game they're front running bullies so they don't they they don't react well when you bring it to them so if I'm Nebraska, that's what I'm looking at. I'm watching that Georgia tape, Georgia Georgia tape from a physicality standpoint, an emotional they standpoint. They had no answer, right? Where they they had guys straight up tapping out, and making business decisions. So back to his comment, I'm looking at it like, uh, you know, top to bottom. I watch a lot of football. It's only my opinion. Um, you know, it's it's no different than when. You know Texas beat Georgia in that game, and the and the quarterback said, "We're back." No, you ain't. You know the Sam next Ellinger, year, right? This next, <laughs> the next year, you, they don't think they made a bowl game, right? Yeah. Right. And it's no different than if you know Nebraska goes seven and five or is eight and eight and five, right? If they win their bowl game, and then Casey Thompson says, "We're back." Well, you're not back till you do it a few times mm-hmm. in a row consecutively. Mm-hmm. So, but so that's why what I'm doing the comparison of the teams, and I'm looking at like a. You know Mississippi State, or I mean that's just like they're just a, just a a team, you know. And, and Mississippi, Even Kentucky in normal years, yeah, I mean, Kentucky in normal. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm a, but here's what I'm saying. Like, I guess the test for me would be Kentucky would be a little bit above middle of the road. Just they're legit. They got talent, right? And they're and I think they're well coached and, mm-hmm. and found a way to really really recruit well. Ohio steal some guys from Ohio State X Y and Z. Them against. Let's just say Wisconsin or Iowa. I was about to say you're just or above you just say, middle. Or just, say, or just yeah. say like Wisconsin. Maybe a Minnesota. Like a Minnesota mm-hmm. ten times or something like that. Now anybody can do it in one game and you prepare for it. And some guys are lo- you're losing. Some teams are losing guys. They're getting ready for the pros. Some guys not. So you know it's all just up in the air. But look, you, you, when you think of um, SEC, you're thinking. You know, in, in the Big Ten, you, you you know you're not losing by saying that hey, I'm a Big Ten fan, or I think SEC. You're t- they're above and beyond better than everybody else. And, and here's it. He says, "Is this Travis and Lincoln?" He says, "Missouri has never been a middle of the road SEC team. Ole Miss, Arkansas, LSU. Okay, LSU right now is garbage. They were garbage last year. I they were below 500 if I remember correctly. They were garbage. If you watch LSU last Fired year, fired their coach. They weren't as good as they they weren't as good as their national championship. And that's hard to do, but they were not a good team. Arkansas was a legit team until they ran into Georgia. Then reality set in. But I think Arkansas is an up and coming team. So I I'd say Arkansas, Purdue. That'd be a good match. Okay, the, now it be now Styles make fights, but still those are those are the two teams that I think Ole Miss is kind of like always going to be Ole Miss. Okay, they got the hottie toddy. They got Lane Kiffin. Okay, they're going to score a lot of points and they ain't going to play a lick of defense. That's just a. D- and now they don't have Matt Corral, so we'll and, see. And you're just a team. You're, I mean, you're, he's you're just a pumped up and beefed up Big Twelve team. And but Arkansas is it is right here for Mr. Travis. Um, so 
Well, I think the, the best. I don't, first of all, right here, Mitchell, I don't think they would. They would definitely wouldn't beat Michigan State last year. Um, they would have a problem with Iowa, and Purdue won nine games last year. And beat uh, the middle of the road team that I was thinking of in the SEC was Tennessee, and Purdue beat Tennessee in the bowl game. Right now, so, no, now, now, Travis, you do have a legit answer here, where Nebraska would be the only team here that would probably have trouble. But they'd lose they, by a score. They, they, <laughs> LSU and Nebraska will go down into uh, what is it when you're in seven overtimes? Like, or you got to go something for two like or that. something like yeah. that. That would be one of the coolest games. Ole Miss, I think, would have probably beat Nebraska last year, Arkansas as well. But I think all the other teams that Ole Miss and Arkansas would have had troubles with. I don't know. I, I I'm Who with this Travis and Lincoln. I think I know this dude. I would take the Big Ten over the SEC. I hate because Feinbach always says this. He's a big supporter of the SEC. And I, I said, you have two good teams. Congratulations. What the, happened? Arkansas the, was supposed to be the third team last year. They're top How'd heavy. that work out for They're, they're top heavy. Ole Miss, how'd that work out for you? And, and every year they say Auburn's it. And Auburn gets up for one game. Texas A&M, too. Auburn gets up for one game. Texas A&M. Texas A&M I'm not buying Texas A&M. Get out of here. I don't know. D-Ron poop pants. I think Chubba's in by the fourth quarter. D-Ron says that? He says, when, what know. quarter do you think we'll I, see Chubba? I don't even know how to do this this thing. I'm just I'm trying to expand <laughs> my horizons over here. There you go. I think I think we'll see Chubba by the fourth quarter. I'm not going to lie. But, but, but here's my thing. Why do you? Why does everybody want Chubba in the game? Because we're blowing him out. And Bradley, I'm not going to lie, he just made me more ecstatic. I think Nebraska wins big. Maybe so more confident. Can, they can pee on you and tell you it's raining. Should make you more confident. We're ready to go. Three days. Stick with us. We're going to have a crossover with Old School after this. On the block, 93.7 Ticket.